Another edition of the KQ2 Sports Podcast, Eagle Radio's Dave Rigert with me. And Dave, are you ready for high 40s, uh, low 30 temperatures <laughs> for your game this week? Absolutely. I love this this type of weather. It is I like putting sleeves on. Sometimes wearing shorts and still being able to, to put some sleeves on, wear sweatshirts and pullovers and stuff like that. So I am absolutely ready so for this weather. So you're wearing shorts for this? No, okay. I'm not. I was going to say, that's... <laughs> I think that coach. I'm not like, Aaron Fritz. Yeah. I'm not some of these high school coaches that maybe I shouldn't say this, but they think they're all manly and tough because they're wearing shorts. Right, yeah. No, you're just a little screw. You got a screw loose because yeah. just put clothes on, man. It doesn't mean you're more manly just because you wear shorts, Aaron Fritz. Like that, like a linebacker <laughs> you see is like negative five. He's out there with no sleeves on. He's exactly. out there just running and he's like hitting himself like nothing hurts. I've always been surprised by that. It doesn't make you more manly to have less clothes on your body. So you can put more clothes on and still be a stud. Yeah, you could. Still you can still run. be a dude yeah, with can, clothes on. You can still run and hit people as hard as you want. <laughs> well, within reason, hard as you want to. It's so it's, I love this weather, but I like being in the press box with this weather around me. Yeah, during games. <laughs> talking about this weather, it's been raining this week. I didn't think I was going to go down this path, but here I go. Oh. So Lafayette's moved their game due to unfield conditions. They're moving into Cameron yep. this week. They're playing Cameron. Uh, we'll kind of touch on the games this week, kind of just a few things. But we've talked about it. You and I have talked about this before, and I've brought it up a few times. And I don't, sometimes I kind of get mixed reactions, but the field conditions are an issue because, I mean, it happens in every sport. But now we're seeing a lot of bigger schools have that turf field mentality. Almost everyone. Yeah. <laughs> now, I get a lot of small schools don't have it, but some small schools do have turf fields. And I know it's not probably reasonable to think in the school district right now that turf field will be something that's a priority, and it probably shouldn't be at this point. But you have three schools where one school, as of right now, isn't playing on it because it's unsafe. You and I did a game last year with the Mud Bowl at Central where that field was a mess. I think that's something maybe in the future a lot more schools will go toward just because the field conditions may not be good. You'll have holes in the field where mud is and just stuff like that. Yeah, this is a topic that um, has been brought up quite a bit here recently. And, you know, when I worked in Salina, Kansas, before I came here, um, they've got two big high schools in town, and they've usually been pretty good. And especially when I was there, they were good. Um, they share a stadium, uh, but they were playing on grass. And it was just a monster deal for them to get turf in because it's going to save so much money in the long run. Yeah, it costs quite a bit of money to, to put in a turf field, but it's going to save you money on Mowing it, lining it, watering it, fertilizing it. Yep. So it saves you so much more money in the, in the long run. That uh, they were, I mean, it was an enormous deal back in, I want to say it's like 2006 or seven when they, and so this was a long time ago compared yeah. to, I mean, teams not having turf fields. And I mean, that was a big deal back then for them to get it. And then I come here and three schools all with their own fields, which is nice, but. Well, you do see so many activities take place on these fields, and by the by, midseason they're pretty chopped up, and, and some some take care of it better than others. But when you're playing the varsity football games, the JV football games, the freshman football games, soccer games, youth sports are on there. The band is practicing on there. I mean, there are so many sports. Sometimes PE classes will go on there yeah. and do do different things on fields and they just get tore up so bad. And then when you do have bad field conditions, you could lose your field for a season. What was it? When La when uh, Lafayette and Central played on that 
that Thursday, and they played at Lafayette, and they just absolutely destroyed that field. It that went to a, overtime, and it was just a monsoon. Like week two, and yeah, that was early in it the was. Year, and LeBlanc had a and they had an eight nothing game with East Buck that week, and they they destroyed their field for, for pretty much the rest of the year. Um, had to try and roll it just to kind of get it firm, yeah. <laughs> so it didn't have holes and divots, and and just was chewed up. So. Um, this has been something that has always been on my mind in this town that I just wish they could have, even if one field had turf. And I, I know everybody wants to, it's, it's the old men mentality of, you know, everybody's got to have the same. We all have to be equal. No one can have something better than my brother can't have this. If, if my sister can't have this, you know, everybody has to have the same thing. I get it. It's a school district, and you want to have equality throughout. Um, but I, I, I know some folks that are, have either looked into or raised money to have enough funds to put turf down, but unfortunately aren't able to um, just because the district has to have it on all three fields. So, it's again, this is beyond probably what we, <laughs> what yeah. we can do. I mean, it's just... It's a topic to bring up just because I think in this day and age, you look at the Suburban League, Central's the only team. Uh, or are there 24, 25 teams now in the Suburban League? Something like that, yeah. Now that Smithville's in there, I don't think they dropped anybody, so I think they're up to like 25 teams in the Suburban League. Every one of them has turf. Every one of them have, has turf. Every one of them has turf, except for one. Yeah. At St. Joseph Central. And then obviously... Lafayette and Benton, Lafayette's moving their game this week. I mean, it's an issue. Yeah. If it was turf, it would not be an issue. And Cameron's had turf for a long time. Mm-hmm. Lathrop has had turf for a long time. Yeah. West Platte has had turf for a long time. Other smaller schools are looking into getting turf. As, as I wish it could happen. It's Again, it's above our pay grade because this is a school district issue. I get it. Yeah. But it's not boy, as simple as just. But it's not. And a lot of people have the misconception. Well, it's just it's for football. It's it's for however many games they play a year on that. No, 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 no. <laughs> it is not. You can do so many things if you have a turf field. More things than than what you can do with just they they don't do things on their grass fields to try and conserve them a little bit and preserve them. So it's you could do so many more activities. I mean, Central could play soccer games on it. They have their own place now, <laughs> right at the den, but they could they could. Play noise at Noise Field and have maybe a cool venue there to play soccer on, and you could play different youth activities on these fields, and you wouldn't have to worry about tearing them up. It saves you money in the long run. Um, I know when when in other school districts they've gotten discounts when they've done multiple fields, and that's again the money thing and everything is beyond our pay grade, but yeah. it's just a topic to bring up because it's an issue and it's not safe. Yeah, I mean. Part of it is is a safety issue. When you have these fields tore up, <laughs> it's just not safe. It's yeah. not safe. And you're going to get injuries on turf, too. And some people say there's more on turf. But, again, I think it is a safety issue when your fields get tore up and there's holes and divots and everything like that. So that's a long response. But I would love to see turf in this city. I think this city needs turf, at least one field, if not all of them. But they need it. And... We've talked about. I just keep kind of going. I don't even know. No, that's fine. I don't even know what I'm doing. But we talk about these teams in this city 
trying to get up to the playing level of some other schools and their leagues and Kansas City and stuff like that, turf can help that, I think. I think it just it helps the teams. They can do more things with that. They don't have to practice on a side piece a of terrible, grass, yeah. A terrible practice field is already tore up. They can practice on the turf field and uh, share activities with everybody else. So I would love to have turf. It's overdue. It needs to be done. Who knows if it will get done? And it's, a, it's again, a lot of politics involved in it. That's for sure. Yeah, and you, I mean, you bring that up, the, the idea that maybe multiple. I would just be happy if you go one complex. I mean, when I say complex because, yeah. like you said, you would have soccer. You would have everything on there. They go over to play at Western where they play on the turf field. It feels like a big game atmosphere, A, because you're playing at a, a university. But the field looks great. I mean, you have everything yeah. there. You, they're, they're playing on that. It just gives that, and I know we t- we talked about you know, bro- one brother gets this, the sister wants that. <laughs> right. Eventually, and I'm probably going to get a little bit of heat for this one, but eventually we kind of got to let that go. And just if you want to have something like this, and if there's only one way to do it, and again, I don't know the money. I'll just yeah, that's about. not that's yeah, that's not us. But if you have one complex, you get a stadium esque type of deal where. I don't know if you can manage it to where you play different nights, Thursday, Friday, because rarely is all three city teams at home on the same week. I mean, well, and, and to, piggy, to piggyback on that, when I was going to school at Nebraska, um, I worked uh, as an intern at a radio station there and helped do some high school stuff on Friday nights. Um, at the time, and now they've added two or three more schools since then, so I think it's different now, but at the time, there were four public high schools in Lincoln, which... Again, they were all big schools because it's over 200,000 people. But there were four public high schools. They shared one complex. Four public high schools shared one complex. They would play a Thursday and a Friday night game every single week. And they scheduled it out where a couple teams were on the road that week. A couple teams were at home, but you'd play Thursday. One team would play Thursday. One would play Friday. One team would have a shorter practice week usually. But, again, that's not the end of the world. Um, there's Thursday night NFL games now when you're playing after a Sunday. I think, I think these coaches and kids can handle it. Um, so have a, th- and that'd be a big deal to plan a Thursday night. Yeah. Have, have a, a home game on a Thursday night, a Friday night. Again, it would cost a lot of money to do. I get that, but it would be awesome to have kind of that big game atmosphere. Like, all right, all right we got, we have the Thursday night game this week and mm-hmm. it's the only game in town that night. Um, and then the Friday night game turns into be the only game in town sometimes on that night. Again, Christian LeBlanc might might have a game also, but as far as the public schools go, I mean, that could be that could be a bigger deal and make it more the thing to go to right now. So um, the next fight would be what would be the logo on midfield and all that stuff. But just don't even have one. Yeah, exactly. No logo. That's the thing. Like you or put an STJ St. Joseph. Yeah, that's all you have to do. <laughs> and that's the thing. Like you can just have. Cause I'm envisioning like a, a pretty good sized complex type of deal where you have that big game feel to it not not texas high school sized or anything like no, that it doesn't have to be like that you have a good size complex where you can like you said give it that big game feel but again this is kind of pipe dream probably at this point because there's a lot of other stuff that needs to be taken care of first inside the district and with stuff like that going on so we're just kind of you know finding a topic because the weather conditions did kind of present a problem because Lafayette gave up a home game this week. Yeah, so they I mean, have to that's, go on that's the a lot road. of revenue they're going to lose out on because they don't yeah. get a play at home. And they don't get a play at home. They, they have to go on the road and everything. And there's so. no makeup. You get an extra home game now. Right. You lose that when you're back on the road going back over on 36. And, and let's just say uh, if you if you dressed up Noise Field and made it a little 
I don't know, put some visitor stands on the other side and put turf down. And that's, that's your one complex, so to speak, for the school district. Well, then I hear from the north side, the south side, well, it's not at our school. Well, to go back to a previous place that I was at in Salina, there was Salina South, Salina Central, um, just two schools, but they shared a complex. But it was on Central High School in Salina. It was on their campus. Salina South played there, their home games. They didn't give a rat's patoot that they had to go to Central's campus yep. to, to play. It's just a nice complex to play at. So I think it, even if you dress up uh, Benton, if you dressed up Lafayette, dressed up whichever one you dressed up, if you had one nice one that you could play at, I don't think that would be a major it. deal for kids yeah. to have to go across town to play there for their home games, even though it's not at their high school. I just don't think that's a big deal in the grand scheme of things. I don't think it would bother the coaches that much. I don't think it would bother the I think the kids would love that type of big feel yeah. atmosphere. I don't think it really... Just to have a nice complex. Yeah, I don't think it would really bother the schools per se. It's the historic pride in each group, and I get it. You, you kind of hang on. We've seen co-ops in smaller schools. I know there was one co-op that up in northwest Missouri, further north, that came together a couple of years ago, and they said, well, this is like Kansas and Missouri coming together for university. I'm like, <laughs> not really, but I get where you have that pride. And now they've been doing it for like four, five, six years, and everybody's fine with it now. Like, it's just one of those deals where times change, things change. You can have to adapt to it and do what's best, probably what's best for the kids and everything, too. Because, like, we talked about Suburban Conference. Everybody has the shiny <laughs> new toys. And a lot of them aren't even shiny because they've had them for so long. Yeah, that's, that's true. <laughs> Everybody has the newer thing. Yeah. So. And you're talking about logos on the field if there was just one field. Yeah. Well, in Salina, they put both logos on the field. See, they didn't go. put anything at, mid, at midfield, just two logos in each end zone. You can put three in each end zone here if you want to or just – just leave it blank. Because you know that's going to be a question that would be brought up. Just leave it blank. Yeah, that would be something. Well, we just really went down <laughs> right in the rabbit hole. I was like, well, this could be a quick little thing we talk about. Well, and again, this is all, it's kind of a pipe dream. Yeah. It's what we would love to see. But again, with a school in town having to move a home game and go 30 minutes to go play somewhere else, that's an issue. And I, I think it has been for a while now with the fields in town. And just so as much use as they get. Just would love to have turf on on these fields or at least one where you could. So again, it's it's just it's it's probably not reality right now, but it's what we would love to see happen. Yeah, because again, it goes back to kind of I think this would be good, and I think the kids would enjoy kind of having because like, they love playing at Western. They love that yeah. feeling. They love the kind of the stadium atmosphere, the turf field kind of feel. Again, it's just kind of the pipe dream of kind of maybe in the future they'll kind of go to something like this. Hopefully but so. Yep. Again. We don't know all the logistics, so here we are. That's why we're sitting here talking about it. Yes. And that's so all something that we would love to see, and I think a lot of people would. <laughs> all right. Uh, just kind of, I guess we'll wrap it up because that one went, well, we went, went way down the rabbit hole. So um, this week, a lot of high school football games. Um, game of the week for KQ2, well, Chillicothe at Savannah, both 5-1 and one teams. That one I think is going to be interesting, Chillicothe. They, they knocked off Lafayette last week, 14-13 at home. Now they go to Savannah. Savannah's been pretty much unstoppable the last few weeks. So I think that one, I think it's going to be an interesting matchup up in Savannah. Too. Yeah, I do too. I think, I think for the most part, this is, from what I hear from most of the coaches, they feel like Savannah's the much better team. Um, Chillicothe hasn't had the most dangerous schedule, uh, most competitive schedule. They lost big to, to Maryville. But to beat Lafayette, I think that's a pretty impressive win. To hold them to 13 points with what they can do offensively when they're right, um, I think is pretty impressive. 
and they didn't do a whole lot offensively. And that's what probably concerns me if, if I was a Chillicothe fan. If you couldn't move it against Lafayette very well, I think you're going to have a hard time moving the football against Savannah because Savannah ran all over Lafayette. And I think I think I think this one could get a little ugly. I, I think I think Savannah, from what I understand from a lot of the coaches, they feel like they're head and shoulders above Chillicothe, but who knows? We'll find out here here on Friday night when when these two teams play. But you can't take five and one away. You, your record is what your record is, and they are five yep. and one. <laughs> yep. So your record is who you are. They put themselves in one of the driver's seat right now. It's Chillicothe. Yep. Maryville's a bye week. They have two weeks to prepare for Savannah. Yeah, that's Savannah. interesting. That yeah. the, that's the big one next week, obviously. Savannah and Maryville. And obviously, and uh, it's a bye week for because that would be the LeBlanc week. Right. So they have a bye week. Didn't find an opponent. So they get a bye week to rest up and probably scout and do the Savannah prep <laughs> for you, a couple you weeks. Get, get two full weeks and then your game of the week. We are going to do... The Benton Cardinals with St. Pius. That'll take place on the south side. As uh, Benton obviously looking for their first win. Pius is 3-3 three and three on the season. So I think it'll be a pretty competitive football game. Benton will have a chance to win their first game. So. We'll have football tonight as well for you. And where can they find that game for you? We'll have it on uh, 680 KFEQ and 107.9 FM. So uh, all of our coverage now that the Royal season is done. Um, we'll be on 680 KFQ the rest of the season. Well, football night after all that at 1035, Friday night, whether it's snowing or I don't think it's going to actually snow, but it's going to be <laughs> freezing cold. Here we go. It's October. Buckle up, big boy. Come I don't on. Like Put cold. your big boy pants on. I also on. don't like really hot. I like the like 60 to like 75. I'll go 50 to 75. That's fine. The long term, like the, the next 10 days, like after Friday, yeah, it's it like good. 60s. Yeah. Like Which is perfect. Ten day. It's going to be fantastic. Yeah, it's just Friday night that we've got like the 40s. So. Oh, deal with it. Here we go. I guess the one thing I say that, and I'm usually up in a press box, trying to stay warm. At most press boxes, yeah. I'm able to. You, I'm on you're the on the sideline. Line. You're, you're in shorts. the elements. I'm not wearing shorts, so please don't. Yeah, you're just, man enough. I'll just wear jeans. I'll be the guy with like three coats on, and they'll be like, "Why is he wearing so many coats?" Well, as I've gotten older, I have found out that I need more layers. And I, I, I admit to myself, again, what I have to admit things to myself become reality. And yeah. I admit that I am now old and I get cold easily. So much more easily now than I did before. I'm the guy that wears the hoodie and the coat indoors still. A, because it's kind of comfortable at that point, And I just don't want to deal with it. <laughs> don't like, want to take it off? Yeah, I don't want to take it off. So should be another good week of high school football. Friday night. Dave has his game of the week, and we'll have football tonight at 1035. So that will do it for this week's edition of the KQ2 Sports Podcast.